Mana Pitch, a magical resource of enormous power and the source of our city's wealth. But something about Mana Pitch City attracted unlikely events known as glitches and improbable people called glitchers. Eventually, almost everyone used the obvious pun in unofficial conversation. Now, a magical scheme to do away with glitches forever has plunged the city into confusion, and reality is even less reliable than before. We present Mana Glitch, city of inconsistent histories. Do try to keep your memories compatible, citizen. Pad 48 encryption begins. Glenn755 here, converting words to pulses and back on Z frequency 2308 and multiple parasite frequencies. Once again, Maniglitch City Underground forces an open period to broadcast by net, infotower, and data scry. We preserve the memory of the city before, and anxiously follow developments in the city after. Today is Windstrain the 15th, year 717 in the 41 worlds. Sporadic fighting continues in the city streets, and there's much to say about it. But today, we're experiencing the biggest glitch since the angry moon Nibiron appeared in our skies. Of course, whatever caused Nibiron to appear wasn't permanent. It vanished the day of the revision spell but not before the damn cybercasters had mined it for its alien form of mana pitch. No, today, something at least as terrifying happened. The sun went out. Now, almost before anyone could react, it, it flickered back on, but what reappeared in the sky was broken. It's pale, more white than yellow, and casts a tepid warmth at best. We literally live in a colder city now. And this new sun sputters. It flickers like a vintage neon bulb that needs servicing. The light is sickly and baleful. The shadows it casts are worse. They feel tainted. People avoid them. Social channels named it in no time, this colder, cursed orb has been dubbed Banelight. Towards the shivers in my spine remind me of nothing so much as Malicious, the titanic demon of Witch Knight 715. Banelight seems to be part of a celestial struggle. Sometimes it flickers out, the sky brightens, and our familiar sun returns, welcomed by hearts across Maniglitch City. But minutes later, the hostile star returns. As if the two different stars are fighting it out up there. Oh, that horrible radiance is coming through the studio even now. Bizarrely, this stellar battle is solely for our planet Nema and for Maniglitch City. Observers on the asteroid refueling base Delta Null and the Research colonies in our outer planets have sent status updates in by Priority Z-Beam. The sun they're seeing is as warm and friendly as ever. We've launched ether ships from the city to investigate, and they report that all abnormal electromagnetic, gravitational, etheric, and thaumaturgical effects 
disappear somewhere around high orbit. Of course, when Nibiron was here, we could send ships to land on it and explore. But I don't think anyone especially wants to try landing on the sun. So, we're about to lose our sun. Anything else going on right now? <laughs> oh yeah, war. The fighting between the tentacled monstrosities from the Shadow City of Kismet and our Ministry of Order continues. The Zones of Indecision, where their narrative intrudes upon ours, blot Managlitch like cancers of darkness ringed by wrecked buildings and blasted war machinery. I mean, there is hope. After the initial shock of invasion, the Ministry consolidated and reinforced. Now the troops of the Chosen are pinned down in many places. Still, the good news rides along with disturbing whispers that the Ministry has made selective use of some pretty exotic weapons. My frightened sources claim to have seen hadrotheric disruptors in action, and, and even phased wave action projectors. If this is true, someone in the Ministry must be worried indeed to authorize devices that can rip apart their operators as easily as their targets. Those weapons are not outright banned, no, but no one's been willing to use them in centuries. And worse, I'm currently attempting to verify terrible new rumors that the Ministry of Order is petitioning the Empire of Ash for its deadliest creations. There is a reason, you know, why that world is not called the Empire of Green Plains and Fluffy Tree Rabbits. The weapons devised there almost wiped all life from that planet. Only madmen would consider using them here. Happier thoughts. The crowdsourced area effect reality restoration weapon maintained by the catfolk is chewing steadily away at the areas of indecision. Yes, the multicast technomagical spell masquerading as the Glitchbuster Go mobile app is proving to be surprisingly effective. A few days ago, collective effort completely erased a small indecision zone south of the Portal Blast Scar. That area of the city is restored to us, releasing many citizens trapped in stasis within. But we don't have time to celebrate. The Chosen may not understand completely what we are doing, but they have arcane knowledge of their own. Their curse weavers are working diligently to block the effect of the spell with some unfortunate success. Felthus reports that the Glitchbuster game servers are crashing occasionally and losing hours worth of progress. For now, steps are being taken to harden the back end, tighten up the spell code, and improve backup solutions so down servers can be restored quickly. And, whether from civic pride or savvy marketing, the developers of Managem Mayhem have reached out to the catfolk asking if their game can also be tied into the war effort. Yeah, sometimes I too am amazed at the sentences that come out of my mouth. Void, I, I, I wish we could just restore our entire reality from backups, like from just before the revision. Was ridding the city of most, not even all, of its glitchers worth all of this suffering and destruction? I, mean, I, I don't care who hears me call Cyrus McAllen a soulless bastard. 
But could he have possibly wanted this? We all dream sometimes of running things properly, to suit ourselves. But who wants to rule a war zone that is slowly failing in basic existence? Our side isn't alone in new weapons or strategies. When Prime Cybercaster McAllen originally cast the spell that banished Nibiron and millions of our Glitcher neighbors, he did so with the aid of massive Nibirite mana gems placed throughout Mana Glitch along specific etheric flow lines. Unlike the purple or red of normal mana gems, these glowed brilliant amber when charged, just like the torrents of lunar clay from which they were mined. Well, the Curse Weavers are doing something. Something that changes the gems close to indecision zones. Now they glow brightly in blue and throw a corpse-like pallor on everything nearby. I can't find anyone who can explain yet the purpose of this change, but it can't be good news for Managlitch. Witnesses report the glare from Banelight combines with the blue glow to cause disorientation and nausea. They say it's next to impossible to stick around for long. I'm reminded of the effect of the confusing black fog from my trip to Kismet, but this sounds far worse. I've been in contact with Avrela Singer, but she has no theories yet, and her people can't get close enough to experiment. She's planning an operation to secure one of the massive gems, and we'll keep you posted about their progress. Uh, Slippery Adam is sending me the sign to switch encryption pads now. Either that, or he's asking if he can make a run for a frozen algae snack, but we're going to switch over anyway. We'll be on pad 89 when we join you again. Uh, stay with us. There's certainly more to tell. Hi there! I am Nobilis Reed, the creator and host of the Nobilis Erotica podcast, and I'd like you to listen to my show. Uh, just me telling you that might not be very convincing, so I got a few of my friends to record some reasons why you should listen to the Nobilis Erotica podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts on my morning commute, but I had to stop listening to Nobilis Erotica while driving because it was so good. I mean, too good, actually. I got so turned on, I nearly crashed into a construction site. But I just can't listen to it because you're not supposed to giggle so much when working at the morgue. Uh, okay. Um, Alright then. Fine. The Novella Erotica Podcast. Not safe for work. Even in headphones. Find all the information about subscribing at nobilis.libsyn.com. Welcome to the Pad 89 portion of our show. If you synchronize successfully, glad to have you back. If not, well, this is all garbled static to you now. Sorry. Update your apps. Alright, there's more news from the scattered front lines of the war. Good news, perhaps, but who can say for sure? Nothing is certain right now. The underground lives and breathes on information. To keep you informed, I gather all the intel I can, whether it's text messages from 8-foot warrior cats or from banned infotower postings. It's no surprise that the Ministry is trying to control and censor what you see and hear about the war. Luckily for us, they're as ineffective as ever. 
So you're hardly going to be surprised when I tell you there are Chosen fighting in the streets of the city. Oh yeah, I think I noticed that when those cert suckers tried to shoot down my airmobile last week. But what if I told you they're fighting each other? I have eyewitness reports, and even some hastily copied video. In several recent encounters, ministry troops and ordinary citizens have seen Chosen suddenly attacking their own people. You'll have a couple of platoons of tentacle monsters working their way down a street, then... a discontinuity. Even the videos don't show it clearly, there is definitely technomagic involved. In the midst of an alien unit in mottled gray protective plating, there is suddenly a small group of Chosen in rather garish colors, and they're on the attack. I have no idea why they are doing this. Perhaps they have differing politics, personal grudges, even a taste for thrills? I do have multiple confirmations. This colorful group has been sabotaging chosen battle walkers, interfering with the Curse Weaver's ritual casting, even openly attacking logistics and communication posts. No one detects them until they strike, and afterwards, they seem to melt away. When they fight, they tend not to use much in the way of weaponry, either. There is evidence of spellcasting, but for the most part, they use hand-to-hand, tentacle-to-tentacle, uh, unarmed combat. For Chosen, they move in unusually smooth and fluid ways. Perhaps it's a kind of martial art. In fact... But with the bright colors, they look a bit like refugees from a kid's martial arts adventure series. Hey, remember the Glitch Rangers? Man, I loved it when they would summon their Defendoids from the very ether itself to form the giant... <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, so anyway, um, I, I hope like hell they're on our side and they stay that way. I'm a little afraid of what they could do to our people if they used the same trickery on us. They remind me much of our demon hunters, so many of whom are still missing. But I don't really get it. Doesn't this mysterious group know that if the Chosen lose their narrative to us, the Aether Dominion will return to stasis? Return to non-being? They can't possibly want that. In fact, I... I... What? Hang on a minute. Cohorts? I'm getting messages. There is a new attack happening right now over on the east side of the city, all the way out at the Messier Estate. A small force of Chosen is assaulting the grounds and working their way toward the mansion. How did they even get there? There's no indecision zone nearby. It... Oh, hey. Okay. Slippery Adam has data spun us into a municipal traffic drone. I've got a video feed. He's trying to bring it over closer to the fighting without getting shot at. Boy, you generally don't see that kind of firepower coming from a garden shed. That is three or four chosen taken out right there. I think these creatures bit off more than they... Whoa! A nice bit of flame casting coming from... Wait, is that one of the kitchen maids? I've seen blaster swords that can't do that. Well, 
Here's your answer if you've ever wondered why Mistress Messier's parties are so well-behaved. Uh, for certain meanings of the phrase well-behaved. Oh, look at that. One of the butlers just sliced the walking tentacles from under a chosen infantryman. Infantry squid. Infantry thing. Okay, that's pretty much the most overpowered kitchen knife I have ever seen. Next party, I am showing a little more appreciation for the radish flowers. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think the attack is stalled. The Chosen are pulling back. They're taking their wounded and any bodies that weren't vaporized. A larger Chosen has appeared. No weapons in its handling tentacles. Only a piece of equipment looks like a voice amplifier, maybe. It, it's saying something in that jagged, grating porcelain speech of theirs. I have no idea what it's going on about. I sure can't read the body language of an upright squid. Uh, well, no, wait. Black fog is swelling from the ground around the whole group. It, it's like a small indecision zone. How the void are they doing that? I can't make them out anymore. It, no, 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 now the fog is dissipating. They're gone. This is not an encouraging development. What? That's... Slippery Adam is telling me the creature spoke in our language, not theirs. I, I couldn't understand it due to that strange mouth. He's trying to clean it up. Filters, processing, enhancement... Okay. All right, let me read this. Creatures of Managlitch City. We will come for your leaders wherever they may hide as many times as necessary. Your high minister, your princess, your masters and mistresses, none are safe from us. You face Countess Onyx, the Blade of the Chosen. Tell Cyrus McAllen we are especially eager to speak to him. So very much has changed since he last heard my name. Until then. Prime Cybercaster McAllen knows one of these monstrosities? Countess Onyx? I... Oh, my head is spinning. Cohorts, I have a lot of digging to do. And, and as always, I pay well for fresh, solid information. I need to know more about this alien countess. I need to find out what the curse weavers are doing to the Nibirite gems. I need more answers about Banelight and about these uh, rangers, for lack of a better name. And... I guess we all need to keep solving those glitchlings on our phones. Keep an ear out for our next open period on this Z frequency. We will try to have more information to broadcast by net, infotower, and data scry. Keep resisting! Fight for the future! Keep your head high, your memories compatible, and your story straight! 
The voice of Mandeglitch City Underground today was Michael O'Brien as Glenn755. Maya Karlovna voiced Princess Whiffstorm as our narrator. Episode 30, Bane Light, was written by Michael O'Brien and script edited by Maya Karlovna. Our theme music is Crime of the Century by Consortium 499 on the web at ReverbNation.com slash Consortium 499. All other content is copyright 2015 to 2017, Glitch City Media. Visit our website at managlitch.com for more information about the city and links to our podcast archives. If you have questions about the world of Managlitch City, email them to glen755 at managlitch.com or leave them as comments on our website, and we may use them in a future episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on iTunes. It helps a lot. 